Hey there. Did you guys give up on me? <laughs> Hi there. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Friday. Dr. Missy Hood here. Hope you guys are having a great week and uh, wrapping it up. Thank you for wrapping it up with the Rev. We're always glad to have you. Um, and if you did not catch Apostle Eli Lasky, the interview I had with him last night, off the chain. That guy is such a cool guy. Go check out his podcast. Um, dynamic man of God. And uh, just a, he's a brainiac and a half. And Eli, if you're, if you're listening to this at some point, I want to thank you. Thank you for being our guest. We're going to have him back, actually. Hopefully, I'm thinking two to three months uh, to kind of give him a chance and give the nation a chance to kind of move forward to find out what God is doing in the church and whatnot. But you should go check out that interview. That was really interesting to find out where the body of Christ is at last night. And it was actually, it was unintended with regard to the topic matter because we didn't really talk about anything with regard to where we thought God was going to go. We just let it flow. And so it was actually really, really interesting to find out what God had to say in that sporadic moment. But go check it out. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. But today, golly gosh, you give me some tough things to say sometimes. It's a tough word. Don't brace yourself. <clears throat> For those of you who've been obedient, doing great. You are sojourning through your land. I'll tell you the good news first. Okay? <laughs> I know. And, and all these different people are I get these leaders listening and they, I, they just brace themselves. And, and I was telling Eli last night, I said, I go, people love the prophets when you tell them what they want to hear. But when you are used by God to correct them, ooh, they hate you. Ooh, they hate you. But um, yeah, this is kind of a tough word today. But for you people who have been obedient, uh, this is the title for today. It's called 15 Minute Rev Unwise Meddlers. You've found people meddling in your business, meddling in things they shouldn't be meddling in, M moving the Josephs, moving in with a cleaned house and then kingdom exploding forward. Kingdom's about to explode. How many of you know that with the glory hitting and with revival hitting, this is a sign that kingdom is exploding. That means all it takes is one of you front runners, which is why the devil's been fighting you front runners so hard. Um, all it takes is one of us to break through. And um, hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's good to see everybody. Hi, Facebook. Hi, YouTube. Good to see you guys. Happy Friday. Good to, good to see you. Um, but all it takes is one of us to break forward. And you're used by Christ to break everyone else below you into a higher dimension, whether they've been disobedient or obedient. And so the, the key to that to me, not whether they'll enter into kingdom, that's a completely different topic. I mean, if you've got salvation, that's great, but that doesn't always guarantee you that you'll enter into your kingdom. Kingdom is the promised land. Kingdom is destiny. Kingdom is having done things that God asked you to do, listening to the true king's decree. And, and I'm not trying to sound braggadocious. I'm just telling you what I've learned along the way. Um, but it's, it's obeying the Lord when he corrects you, when he uh, gives you direction, go left, go right. You're learning to trust him at every turn. And so that's the best part of where a lot of you are starting to stand right now because you're been, you've been obedient, you've been listening and doing exactly what he's telling you to do. And by the way, you want to know the key to getting into kingdom is quit despising correction. Correction is for our good. If God didn't love you, he wouldn't waste his breath. And so that's a key to getting into kingdom fast. But go check out Eli Lasky and... Um, we're going to talk about what witchcraft has been hitting you with a little bit this week. Um, 
how many of you and Eli talked about it last night too. We were talking about it. Um, how many of you feel like you've been walking through a landmine with your relationships? Woo! Ah! Trying to avoid strife, trying to avoid um, things that the enemy's trying to set up around you purposefully to cause implosions in relationships and having to, you know, explain things to different people around you with saying, hey, this witchcraft is high. Don't take the bait kind of a thing. Yeah, I'm seeing a bunch of thumbs up over here. Yep. Yep. So we're all there. You want to know why they're doing it? You want to know why? Okay, so, so they're coming at the body, the enemy, the occult, because you are so effective right now, by the way, intercessor frontman. Are you guys good job out there? You're doing such a phenomenal job in your intercession that you are they're doing they're desperate to shut you down. They are desperate to shut you down. Keep hitting the macro spells, the micro spells by identifying first kings 114 all words not of the true kings decree. If something is of God, it's going to stand. First Kings 19:8, I believe it is or First Kings 19:3. I could be wrong. Go look that up. But if the true word of the Lord will stand. It's first Samuel actually, forgive me. Um but it'll stand. And if it's not God, it'll fall to the ground. Limitations 3, 30, 70, 38. That means strange fire, spells, laws, magic, uh, the Torah or the Bible when they mix the holy with the unholy. You've got to identify this stuff in the spirit. First Kings 1, 14. And if it's not God, and that also includes witchcraft prayers, prayers, pray to myths, people trying to build a house outside of God's will, that kind of thing. It's going to take authority over all that spiritual schizophrenia in the atmosphere. And just totally make it fall to the ground to where the true words of the prophets, the true words of the saints who are aligned with God, our words can get through. So you are making a huge difference. I want to just give you a big fat kudos on that. You're doing a phenomenal job, guys. I know you're tired, um, but God equipped you. He made you. He wove you together in your mother's womb. And so he equipped you for this time. He equipped you for this time. And so, but the enemy's been coming at you with offense, with other people's unhealed areas, because he knows that a house divided against itself has no power. Notice the, the point there. So the occult is using people's weaknesses to the max to decrease or try to decrease powerful intercessors, firepower. Don't take the bait. Stay out of strife. Don't react, but respond. And sometimes you have to walk through this landmine telling people small tidbits of truth. You may even ask the, ask the Lord, Lord, order my words. Psalms 37, 23. Because I want to tell you before we go into the conversation, this new level that a lot of you are operating at, the reason, another reason for the craziness too, is because of the spiritual laws. The spiritual laws operating on this level, ask God to order your thinking, order your words, order your prayers, order your footsteps, order everything that you don't get demoted. Okay. I, and I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just, there's no fear in love, but the enemy's trying to get us disqualified. He's trying to get us stuck. So ask God to order your words. So for the obedient or those knowing that they're operating in the new level, this new, these new laws on this level are strict. And hence you need to be asking God to order your thinking, order your emotions, words, footsteps to keep yourself from getting disqualified. You need to do that. Uh, very few in the reasoning. I was shocked to hear this next statement. He said, very few have ever walked on this level 
And the devil is trying to use every means possible to move you out of position. For the disobedient. Um, you know what? My heart goes out to people who've gotten stuck here. Um, and I think it's, I want to try to say this as lo loving as I can. I think that uh, Apostle Eli really has a, a way about him to where he's dripping with love and dripping with compassion. And it's, and it's what's needed for the hour, actually. But um, my heart is trying to be as compassionate as I can. But unfortunately for a lot of you, I'm not built like any other vessel. I'm just who I am. And so I'm trying to be, I'm just being me, actually. But God wouldn't have sent you to this site if he did not want to take you somewhere. That's all I'm going to say about that. And he would not have uh, placed you here if he didn't love you, try to course correct you in certain areas. And so if this offends you, then you might want to do a heart check because the truth should never offend us. It should come to set us free. But for the disobedient, um, I don't have a word from the Lord for you except to tell you to pray. Some of you for plan B. You need to pray for plan B because plan A is off your table. And I'm sorry to say that. Um, the one thing I will say is that some of you leaders are being used. And this is a hard thing to say. Some of you, um, you are being used. The Lord showed me as living sacrifices in order to show the body of Christ wanting to come up higher the way in which they should not walk. And I'm sorry to say that. That's what he showed me. That's what he showed me. I'm trying to say that as loving as I can. Um, but God is using your mistakes as remembrances to all that of what he will not tolerate. And so he's very serious on this level. And I can feel the heart of some sinking right now. And I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm not trying to hurt you by saying stuff like this. Please forgive me. I am not trying to hurt anybody. I, this is what he tells me. This is what he tells me. And so I test the spirit. I, I, I am absolutely flabbergasted in this hour that things are getting strict. But I do want to tell you, if we're going to walk in a new place and God's going to bring him, uh, bring back the glory and bring us back into the basics of love, he's got to have standard bearers who are willing to participate and do things his way. We've got to learn to take him at his word, God is a man of his word. He does not lie. And he gives us a certain amount of time to align. And if not, he disqualifies. He'll disqualify us. So the bottom line, Lord's saying in this hour, um, he takes everything very, very seriously. He takes our disobedience very seriously. Um, he's taking people, putting their mouth on other people very seriously. Um, because the Lord says, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm taking it seriously is because the people that some of you are judging are God's Joseph's. And you have no idea of the testings these vessels have gone through to stand where I'm putting them in this hour. The Lord says, I put them through 35 years of fiery testings, more so than any other vessel in the time of history. And by the way, the generation after us is going through even more fiery tests. To walk where they're fixing to walk to bring the light in that darkness so don't don't covet where we're walking don't you haven't been able to wear the i mean you don't want to bear the cross it was bad it was really bad it's been hard and so he's taking it very very seriously 
Because he said, these are people you know nothing about. You didn't know their hurts or their hearts. You didn't know what I put them through and how I'm going to use them in this hour. And when we're tempted, when people are tempted to put their mouths on others unjustifiably, you get God's attention immediately. Because in this season, the Lord says, I'm raising up the unknowns. These are the Josephs. These are the people that have felt like they were in prison. They felt like they were sold into slavery, like their lives have been enslaved and that they we watched everybody else get blessed around us, but us. And so God says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. The Lord says they look different. They speak differently and we think differently. I'll say we, and, but we do have a kingdom mindset. We have a kingdom mindset, but more importantly, we have the heart of the king. We serve at the pleasure of the king only. We don't serve ourselves. I'm not in this to get anything out of it. I'm just here to help God's people who will listen, the ones who will listen. And what I'm finding, and it's very disheartening, is that everybody thinks they're okay. Everybody thinks they're okay. So they're dismissing it like, eh, I'm fine. I've been in church all my life. You sure about that? Sure about that? Because the prophets have already spoken and the words are coming to pass now. The true king's decrees are getting through the heavenlies now. The enemy, the cult, can't stop the word of God from coming to pass. So you're fixing to see the bottom drop out for a lot of people. Um, but these new, these new, these new movers, uh, the Josephs, they love at very, very deep levels, which is why God is getting involved quickly and coming to their aid, because God is trying to get the body of Christ that will listen back to his standard wants us to be standard bearers and the lord says so many have fallen far away from me and they have no clue so many remember the lord lord statement apart from me i knew you not a lot of people have fallen away from the truth and into religion because it was all that was offered so they thought that was the standard lord says no it never was mine never was mine And so the Lord says in this season, your actions and your speech will find you out. Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? I can feel your hearts. Some of your hearts are heavy. So as we enter into C2, the best place to start at is with you. And I'm going to say this again. The best place you could ever find yourself is on your knees. Is on your knees. Saying, Lord, if that's me, please have mercy on me. Show me my heart. Get everything off of me. If you already know your shortcomings, start there. Start there. You can go through self-deliverance. Deliverance is going to be mainstream soon enough. It's going to be a key component in the church. So you might as well start it now and get ahead of the ball game. But that moves us into, which I find this interesting, Deuteronomy 2, 1 through 329, where it talks about unwise meddlers. Where it feels like you're going through some unjust battles. How many of you feel like you're going through some unjust battles? People, God, everybody's, why is everybody picking on me? Kind of a thing. Well, God wants you to know, I am putting you through this because they're actually a training ground. They're a training ground for you. And so when God uses battles to train the body in in their current positions, He's doing it, and Apostle Eli said this last night too. He's doing it so you can be readied for the new place. He's trying to expand you. So some of you, 
might be feeling things are a little unjust at the moment. However, keep coming forward. Because God's actually using your current battle to help bring you into an enlargement, which is why the pressure is placed upon us from the battle. The pressure is what either brings out the worst in us or the best in us. Think about C2. You have Holy Ghost fire, which is pressure. You have strange fire, which is pressure. But you get to choose. One is life, one is death. What is the difference? The Holy Ghost fire are the fruit of God's spirit. The strange fire are the fruit of the enemy's heart. So what is that? The fruit of the enemy's heart we talked about last night are fear, doubt, unbelief, discouragement, depression, hopelessness, and despair. The fruit of God's spirit are peace, love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, and mercy. But you choose. You have to choose in this hour. He's making us choose. I am so sorry. My dog is having a fit out in the foyer. So anyway, um, you're either going to get promoted or demoted in this season by the choices that we make during these battles. But if you strictly obey the Lord, he's trying to teach you to move with him as a cloud by day a pillar of fire by night. And if you know anything about John 5, 19 through 30, it's where Jesus talked about only saying what we hear the Father say, only doing what we see the Father do. And this is a course correction for some of us, if you haven't been doing that. It's not what you say or do that makes it right. It's what he says. So he's trying to teach us to come back into the basics of, basics of love, learning to take him at his word, He's a good dad. He's a good dad. If you had good dads, didn't your dad discipline you? Mine did. My dad would warn me before he disciplined me. Miss, if you do this, you're going to get this. And he'd say it real calm, which was even scarier because I'd be like, oh. <laughs> you know, you make yourself looking because my dad was military and he was a man of his word. And he would tell you, and you'd, you'd feel the tone change when he'd start warning you. If you do this, Missy, you're going to get this. And I'd be like, I better not push that bill too much farther. You know how you get in those ages. But God's the same way. He loves you enough to not leave you where you're at. And so he means what he says in this hour. But your actions will either get you promoted or demoted. And some of you in past seasons, when I was given the, the thing about the disobedient, is that some of you were farther ahead in the spirit. And you didn't know where you were at. And some of you did. Some of you did. You disobeyed. And you disregarded God's directives because it made you feel uncomfortable. And God said, you can't do that. Do that um, in this new place. This new place is such a, it has such a narrowed place about it with the laws that are operating. You'll open yourself up to the demonic. And so, anyhow. God's assigning our battles where he's instructed the nation. And he actually, with this actual uh, part, Deuteronomy 2, 1 through 3, 29, was actually where Israel was going out and trying to cross over the land. They were trying to go through other people's lands to get to their own. Okay. And so God had instructed them not to meddle with these other tribes, not to meddle in their business, not to mess with them. Let them go through. and. And so they could just sojourn in the land as peaceful warriors. He was telling them, hey, just don't start a bunch of crap. Just leave them alone. can't believe I just said that. There you are. <laughs> don't start a bunch of stuff. That's what he's saying in this season. Stay in peace. 
Keep your peace. Don't go looking for trouble. Stay in peace. Don't, don't react. Respond. That's what he's telling us as we're sojourning through the land, okay? So he's, he's basically trying to tell us the keys to getting into your promised land. And then he brought up in my spirit in the middle of this study this afternoon. He said, remember Dan? Remember Dan, the tribe of Dan? And I was like, boy, do I. Yes, Dan was a warring tribe. It's one of the first. It's in the first month of January, by the way. And you come and step into Dan, which is a total, it's, it's like a dichotomy, if you will. If you look at the clock. Matter of fact, let me let you look at the clock so you can see what I'm talking about. Where we're at. See if it lets me do this here. Hold on. Hold, hold what you got. Hold what you got. Let's see if it'll let me do this. Load a new one. Add a source. Locate it. And we're going to. If it'll let me. Maybe I did the wrong. Uh, the wrong thing. Hang on one second. I want to let you see where the tribe of Dan is at though on the clock. Um, And let me see if I could do media. It's an image. That's what I wanted. I'm sorry. Here you go. Um, like this. Find it like this. And there you go. Here we go. Look at here. Here we go. It's going to show up. There you go. That's what I'm trying to show you. Let me enlarge this real quick. This is the clock. My version. Um, I had to fix this to make it look. Not less like a dartboard and more like a clock. But it was what I could find and I was in a herd that day. I've just kept it in place. So look at the three o'clock hour where you see Benjamin, Sagittarius. Look down at the four o'clock hour. You're going to see Capricorn, Dan. Okay. Dan is actually when you come into our Greek New Year. I think it's Roman New Year or whatever they call us. Our time. They, we come into our time. <clears throat> it's the first tribe we step into out of December. Well. If you know anything, we've stepped out. If you're stepping into <clears throat> Ephraim, Libra, Scorpio, Manasseh, Sagittarius, Benjamin, all three of those tribes are majorly warring tribes. And so is Dan. Dan is a major warring tribe. The problem is, is you have C1, 2, 3, and 4. And there are different things you do in different C. Okay. So as we stepped out of the last quadrant that I just, just depicted with Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, or Ephraim, NASA, Benjamin, that's C4. <clears throat> that's a major, major warring season. And then you enter into the new year, our Greek year, and God commands us to rest. Like, okay, you got to rest now. But, but you're in the tribe of Dan, who's a major, their major characteristics are to war. That's their major uh, and uh, the inclination is to war. Let me get that off there so I won't distract you. So now that you know that, remember Dan. So we're in this season now where God is giving us commands and we're entering into C2, which C1, by the way, if you stepped into Dan and you're still warring and you're out of season, by the way, you're out of season at that point, and you're still wanting to be the same old you because you're a warrior and you're proud of it, God's like, you're out of season. You're not obeying me. That shows me there's something in your heart that I need to deal with that's making you rebellious because you don't know how to follow the voice of the king. Cloud by day, pillar fire by night. You should be able to turn on a dime. Turn it off. You're only doing what you hear your father say. Okay? But if you can't only do what you hear your father say, that means you've got some issues in your heart that need to be dealt with that allow you to move with the cloud by day, the pillar fire by night, which makes your seasons go smoothly. 
They make them go a lot more smoothly. So remember Dan. Dan didn't know when to shut up or when to stop warring. They didn't know when to and how to obey the Lord. When God says stop, like my dad used to tell me, stop, Missy, knock it off. And I knew he meant business. When God says stop, knock it off, do you, do you take him serious? Or do you, do you just treat him like the invisible God that you think he is? He gets a bad rap for that, by the way, like for being the invisible man. He's not. You see the effects of God. May not be able to see him, but he's very, very real. He's very, very alive. And he's very, very much the disciplinarian when we refuse to obey. So if you find yourself doing what was right in your own eyes, like Dan did, then that disobedient clause was for you. So they lost their land. They didn't get to enter in, Moses. They pulled in Moses. But this is part of the testing. This is part of the testing. And this is part of this tough word. The reason actually that God told Israel to move peaceably through. Who knows who's not thought this is so logical. It was because God had better things for them to focus on. Your focus should not always be on defending yourself or on proving a point, on trying to have the last word, on trying to show that you're one-upmanship or better than somebody else. That should not be your main focus. Your main focus should be love. And by the way, it takes some strong not to react to somebody when they're trying to do that to you. I'm going to show you. Show you. Oh, okay. God's like, you are. Thank you are. So he has better things for you to do. And although Israel had enjoyed great victories in past seasons, they knew to listen to God. And it's unwise, if you want to know the truth, to meddle in things that God tells you to avoid. Because he promised you, if he tells you he's going to do something, he assures your victory. He told David to do this, and David listened. So David won every battle. Do you? Do you? Do you understand how imperative this new level is? And I don't know how to get people to listen. I was telling Apostle Eli this last night, because I feel like so many people get caught up in their flesh or get caught up in the areas of their heart they haven't dealt with in past seasons. The entire time having God warned them to get free. He warned them during that season, you need to get free. You have a bad heart condition. And if you don't get free, it's going to hinder your ability to move effectively forward. And Lord says, I can't let you come forward unless you deal with these issues back here. I can't let you do it because you'll get yourself killed on this new level. It'll ignite judgment immediately. See how much he loves us. He really, really does love us. And so God has you as a people group in a new training season. And even though things feel unjust right now, he's preparing you for your new. He's preparing you for an inheritance. And he didn't want these people just like he doesn't want you getting sidetracked. He didn't want Israel getting sidetracked by people who just wanted to create strife, which is actually considered low life living or the place that keeps that heart out of God's spirit. It's a lower spiritual position. It's the flesh. So the occult knows this. So what do you think the occult's trying to throw at you right now in this season? He's trying to throw everything that will pull you out of love. Fear, doubt, unbelief, discouragement, depression, hopelessness, despair, offense, label, anger, 
You label you if you've got some weaknesses, you label it. Those the the seven ones that I just mentioned are the seven red flags of witchcraft during C2. They just start with that. But you have so uh, not you, I don't know what you've got. There are so many things in our bloodlines that we each struggle with that when you start experiencing these things, I Miss Hendrickson, good to see you. When you start experiencing these things, you need to pay attention to them immediately and get yourself in deliverance. You need to. And and get over it and get on with it. You've got too much to do. Too much to do. So this is the main objective and why I tell people to surround themselves with good people because good people are supposed to build us up and not tear us down. They don't pull us into lower spiritual living. They hold us accountable and they keep us moving. They keep us moving. And it's not with manipulation and control either, by the way. We're going to get into that here in a second. So the enemy's main objective is to criticize or steal your joy and to cause you to come out of the spirit. And so they justify their own sin or bad behaviors with the mentality then of two birds of a feather flock together. Two peas in a pod or two wrongs make a right. Wrong. Not in this season. God's, God is aligning our thinking back with right is right and wrong is wrong. And he said, you better learn to sing my song because if you don't get the lyrics right, the Lord says, I'm kicking you out of the band. And you won't get to go in with this band of merry warriors. The Lord says, this merry warriors, this band of merry warriors is learning to sing the same, same songs as my heart. And, and this isn't just a sing along and you get to go off and do your own little bandstand thing where you, you're becoming a fleshly thing where you're doing what you did in the old land. The Lord says, this is a brand new thing. We're going in as a team this time. So because then of this need for a new level of character building, character's everything. You notice how everything's about character and their whole topic of conversation today. On this new level, God's calling us to operate in higher dimensions of himself. It's because he wants us to stand out. Do you not get that? He, he can't rest his glory on an old story or an old wineskin. He needs you to stand. He's trying to raise your character to match his, <clears throat> although we'll never be him, but to where we can enter in and stand out as standard bearers. And so you're either going to choose to deal with your bad heart condition or you're going to get left behind. It's as simple as that. Um, and God is quickly moving through hearts. And he's trying to find hearts who will obey him so that he can move them from just receiving the promise to possessing by faith. He wants to give you your land. Matter of fact, I think God is chomping at the bit to give us our land. He wants us to possess kingdom, to walk out heaven here on earth. And I can feel the excitement in the spirit when I say that. He is so excited for some of you. I'm getting the anointing all over me saying that right now. His presence is all over me. and. And he wants us to move from possessing to claiming, which is guided by the true king's decree, which leads us into our lands fortified. They can't be taken away. Fortified. He's trying to fortify his promises to you. So God is saying, we're now seeing, this is the first time in history, we are seeing a generation of believers, those that will obey, the obedient, who are becoming so obedient to the Lord's voice, they're going to get free on a dime. And they're going to go in the direction the king tells them to on a dime with such diligence that they'll move quickly into position, quickly into their lands. You are what your forefathers have been waiting for. That's why they've been rooting you on. That's how close you are. Do you know how close you are? 
You've heard that Danny Goki song. You're closer than you think you are. You just haven't seen it. Haven't seen it yet. I know my voice is not as good as his, but you get the point. <clears throat> and for those of you, this is the hard word. This is for those of you who have been disobedient, who have been saying things like this. Tell me if this is not you. You've been saying things like, oh, God, how could God use these people? Because they are qualified. They haven't done what I've done. Notice you kept the glory. I, 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 me, my, mine, I, 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 form of pride. Or in your self-righteousness, you said, they can't hear God. I can. So why would I need to ask another prophet for assistance? He could tell it to me if he wanted to. Without realizing that a prophet submits to a prophet, they probably do realize that, but they think they're above it. Um, to make sure we stay aligned. A form of pride. Another form of pride. Um, or you're so controlling that you keep your flock in fear because of your rage issues. They're afraid to make you mad or tell you the truth. So you make them so fearful with your untruths that because of your need to maintain control and manipulation over them, you make them afraid to speak up in what they know God's telling them. That's Jezebel, by the way. Um, God says not to tolerate the spirit of Jezebel. Or you've compromised the truth by serving under these types by being a guest man. Yes, man or woman. When you know darn well, God has been telling you to confront these people and say, that's not what the Bible says. This is not what the Bible says. But because they're in a place of leadership, they've made you afraid of standing up for the truth because they're in leadership and they think more of themselves than they ought. Matter of fact, there are, some of them are legends in their own mind only, not in God's. But you have compromised. You yes men and women have compromised because of your fear of man. And let me, let me just say this to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Remind me about that. You know, when I used to confront my dad, my dad used to tell me, don't you dispute my word. Because my dad was a truth person. And I did it very, very rarely. Very rarely. But as I got older, before he passed away, you know, my dad was logical. too, Just like God is logical. And I would go to my dad and say, Dad, can I talk to you about something without you thinking I'm just... I just want to know, I have a question. And there's a way, by the way, I, I say this to say this with respect to leaders, um, because you need to honor your leaders, but you need to honor your leaders. But there's a way to approach a leader in honor. And they may not like what you're saying. But if you approach them with the right tone, the right heart, um, even if through a letter and not attacking, you'll leave them with wisdom to think about you. Them with seed truth. So, I mean, I used to tell that to my dad. I used to say, Dad, why did you ask me to do this if you didn't do that? I did that. You're going to think this is really stupid. <laughs> I did it. I can't. I'm embarrassed to tell you this. He asked me to fold the clothes one night. I said, You're going to, because would you have to fold the clothes? Sure, I will, Dad. I'll be happy to help you fold the clothes. But then I was the only one folding them. I said, Why am I the only one folding these clothes? And he said, be helping me. And I said, but you're supposed to be helping me. And I was just like, what in the world? So anyway, I was like, but that was a series of some stuff too, but get the gist. So you know what? There is a time to confront, to confront some things. And actually here at Ezekiel's will, 
Our whole leadership staff, I give them permission to question things. Dr. Missy, this is what the scripture says, blah, blah, blah. Why did you do this? I'm submitting. Prophet submits to a prophet. And I also submit it to my leadership. But see, that creates a transparency that, that I like. I like transparency. I like people to see and have transparency. Because if they know I'm being honest, I'm honest with them. I'm honest with myself. And they see my shortcomings and I'm quick to repent. I try to repent. Try to work on myself too, right alongside of them. But that's part of the process of building trust, I believe, within relationships. Now, now my dad, I trust. I trusted my dad implicitly. My dad was a, not a perfect man, but I also knew that his logic. He, he's actually trying to teach me responsibility that night. Trying to teach me a team. I just didn't like it. I felt like I was doing it by myself, and I was learning to obey. So anyway, simple testings for the times we live in, but. Catching yourself saying some of these things, you might want to do a heart check because these are the people that God is removing in this hour. He's removing these types of shepherds. But these are also the people who kept God out of their houses by allowing the apparatus of religion and the death to stay. Just by allowing the apparatus of religion and the spirit of death to stay. Um, so sorry. Sorry. Can y'all hear me okay over here? Can you hear me? Can somebody tell me? It may just be her broadband or their broadband. That means a lot of people are on the internet if that happens, if the audio goes in and out. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, so you're having a hard time hearing or are you hearing okay? You can hear okay? Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. Okay, I just needed to know that. And I'm sorry, y'all's beloved. I am so sorry that's happening to you. Um, maybe you can catch the replay. Maybe it'll be better, but I hope you stay stay with us. Don't leave. So anyway, these are the people that are getting replaced in this hour. And these are the people who are keeping God out of their houses and they're using religion as an excuse to do it so they can continue on in their own dysfunction. And God's like, I'm here to clean you up in this hour. If you don't want to participate, then why did you even sign up to lead? Because you knew that I would ask you to do things my way. And we're not doing this on your standards. We're doing this on mine, says the Lord. So he's demoting the shepherds who have disobeyed or who won't listen. And their anger is more proof that they've missed the mark now. But we're waiting to see who's who. Um, God's goal, though, is to help his people take the land through faith and love. And the only way to get there is to get more of God. Lose yourself and get more of God. Um. Just like Moses, though, at Kadesh, if you know anything about that story, you know that you've heard, don't pull a Moses. Don't pull a Moses because his own pride kept him out. Pull yours. Your pride keeps I'm sensing like a seriousness today, and I can sense your hearts because everybody's taking it very, very seriously. You should. You should. I, I in my whole walk, I'm 58 years old. In my whole walk, I've never sensed such a sense of seriousness on the body that I sense right now. And God is hovering. He's looking for a people group. He's landing on certain people groups and he's looking to find people that he can land on and utilize. But if you're not going to do things his way, then why bother? That's like going to Starbucks and asking for a nice venti chai tea latte with easy foam, low milk, black coffee, added on the side pumps, a pump of sugar, blah, blah, blah. Why bother? Why bother? can't do it your way so god didn't allow moses to see the land 
So we had to relinquish it to a more obedient leader. And we may not understand these disappointments in life as they're coming. We're going to see a lot of different people dismayed with God. I already sense it happening, by the way. The dismay with God, like, I cannot believe this is happening. I've served you for so many years and I've done this. And so, but they didn't obey. They didn't obey in past seasons. And so God's saying, just hang on, hang on. I know you don't understand that plan A went south, but I've got a plan B for you. I've got a plan B. So hang on till the glory comes and I'm going to show myself in my plan in due season. So as for you, truthful intercessors and front runners, you feel the pressure. That means if you are, you're rightly alive. The pressure's good. Pressure's good. That means you're writing God's perfect will, as Apostle Eli said last night. He was so cool last night. I was I was actually open and I was expecting some correction. And he said, No, miss, he goes, You are so right smack dab in the middle of God's will. That's why the pressure's here. And I thought, oh my gosh. And that felt so good to hear. And the Lord says that if you weren't rightly aligned, the enemy wouldn't be pursuing you so hard because they know who you are. Do you? Do you know who you are? And so this brings us then to Luke 6, 12 through 38, where it's talking about having true values. Just people with true values. I love your name. That's so funny. Candied bacon. <laughs> Great name. Uh, but true values. Do you miss true values? Do you miss truth? That's what we that's what Pastor, excuse me, Apostle Eli and I were talking about last night too. It's well, missing I, I believe God allowed all this gunk to happen around our nation <clears throat> to make us miss the truth so much <clears throat> that all we would want was truth. All we would want was truth. And we would be like, where did the truth go? Where did the truth go? Where did people's brains go with wanting to hear the truth? Calling right, right and wrong, wrong instead of right, wrong and wrong, right. <clears throat> so we're in a little bit of a season right now where God's bringing back true values. And in his ordination services to the true apostles, Jesus actually emphasized the need for true values as opposed to the false value system of the Pharisees. That's what he's uh, depicting right now. He's separating out the sheep from the goat, the true value system for the false value system. So basically, God is separating out the true sheep from the goats in this season. And many are surprised to find out where they're standing. Matter of fact, many were panicking because they didn't know they had such bad heart conditions. But don't you think that would give you room for pause? To do an honest heart inspection instead of acting like a self-righteous fool or like you don't have a problem? That would give me room for pause. And that would embarrass me, by the way. That would embarrass me, but that's because I believe in all truth. And so when I'm acting like a fool or if I were acting like a fool and someone called me out on it, I'd feel kind of embarrassed at that point thinking, oh, they're seeing my stuff. Yeah, God is too. He is too. So is everybody else around you. Everybody around these people are. And they've just been waiting on someone to call you out. So God's like, okay, I'm putting my finger on it now. I'm doing it through a podcast, hoping that your pride won't last and that you'll actually step up to the plate and want to get free. He's trying to do it so he didn't have to call you out publicly. Don't you see? But this is what we're seeing while we observe those stuck in their own spirits of pride, which is a hard word. 
But notice the pattern throughout this entire conversation today. Jesus hated the Pharisees. They were just like this. He hated them because of how they abused the sheep and for all their own self-aggrandized selfishness. And believe it or not, he looked at them like they were enemies. They were his enemy. Go look it up. It says he hated them because they would never change. But even Jesus was merciful enough to try to win them over. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. But that's just because he's good and pure and lovely. God is good like that. He wants everybody to see kingdom. Which brings us back to true obedience. True obedience isn't just words, but they're deeds. When we hear God's word and we actually do it, that's where he's bringing us back in. This is where God is moving the church back into for those who will listen. God said, if my people <clears throat> who are called by my name will humble themselves and tur turn from their wicked ways, like get out of your pride <laughs> and actually listen to me, um, then I'll not only heal your land, but I'll take you into it. That's what he's saying. But these are the church issues that we face today. Because everybody, if you notice, all the prophets, everybody loves the prophets. Everybody loves prophets. I was telling Apostle Eli this last night too. Everybody loves the prophets. Until you got some hard prophets that step up and they're like, eh, that's not God. Eh, that's not God. Course corrected over here. That's not God. Boy, they get hot. Let these people get hot. You get mad when your correction, correction comes, but it's actually listening to the correction that's going to save you and help move you into the place God wants to bless you with if you'll listen. But getting angry isn't going to change your heart or your circumstances. Only your agreement and participating with God can, but it's entirely up to us. Entirely up to us, which brings us to Psalm 67, 1-7, and it's saying, Get the message out. New standards coming. The new move. Believe it or not, the new move is actually an old move. It's back to the ancient of days, back to the basics of love. So it's the place the church used to be. So this whole concept, thank you, Holy Spirit. This whole concept, I think it's what intimidates the body about when you talk about a new move. They're like, oh, can I do one more thing new, God? I can't even manage my cell phone, let alone doing a new move. It's just too complicated. It's too much. It's just too much. And, and I'm just like, just take a, take a chill pill. It's not, take a chill pill. If you're thinking about it, what God is trying to do, he's trying to show you, this is how far away from love the body has fallen. So if you will work with him and let him course correct you, it'll automatically take you back to the basics of love. Just let him deliver you. It takes you there. That's the key. One key, simple, one key, deliverance. Make a list of things that you see that so easily beset you. Do it weekly. Do it. Get involved with the deliverance team, i.e., we are one. Go to EzekielsWill.org or email us at Yeshua Navigator. We'd love to have you on our team. We want to get you free. We want to get people free. And it's fun. It's addictive. We were talking about last night how addictive deliverance is. You start getting free, and it's like, I want, I want more. I want it all. I want it all because your eyes are immediately open. Things automatically shift overnight they start shifting and you start moving in the direction god wants you to go in well we have so many people i think the older we get that think oh, i just want to i just want to go to work and i want things to go back to normal i want my nation back i can't deal with any more pressure you need to obey under the pressure because the pressure came to force us to change you understand so if you stay the same 
that's like everything being in vain. It's just I'm in vain. So you need to participate with him so you can be a part of the new move to help get this message out. Or how will the world ever come to Christ? Because unless we first decide to do things his way, they're not going to see any light. You understand that's the only way the true light comes is by stepping into God's standard. And this is God's ultimate goal, believe it or not. It's the standard that he's demanding if we're going to enter into kingdom. And you know, what's so phenomenal about this is I, I was listening to the message last night and I'm listening to this message today. And if God, he couldn't be more plain. He couldn't be more plain. He's, he's making it so easy for us to understand. He's saying, this is the way walking in it. This is how you do it. This is what you're going to do to go into kingdom. Go get deliverance. It's the key. It is the key. The only key. And then, well, there's several, maybe three. <laughs> and then you're going to practice my ways. You're going to practice actually what you read about and what you learn about in church. You're going to practice love. You're going to learn discipline again. You're going to start doing what I tell you to do only, only instead of what you think is right and, and reacting with all your emotions all the time and, and having no self-discipline. So you're giving everybody a piece of your mind and, and flipping everybody, giving them the big bird salute when you drive. You know what? No one cares. It just makes you look like everybody else in the world. When you do this kind of crazy stuff, it makes you look like everybody else. My dad used to tell me because he caught me giving the bird one time. He goes, I caught that big bird salute. I was like, he goes, don't ever let me catch you doing that again when you're driving. You drive with some integrity. I'm saying, I'll drive like an old person. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't say that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was respectful. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he, He wants us to have integrity. What he's trying to teach us to step back into. He wants you to be who you say you are. Instead of doing it your own way and your own arrogance, thinking that God's just going to put his agenda aside and open his gates open and wide, free and wide, so that you can come in because you're a legend in your own mind. God's like, no, you want to bet? This is totally different on this level. It's totally different. The standard's different. You're going to hit a brick wall. A lot of you have been hitting brick walls in warfare because of your refusal to change. And you've been trying to battle people in this new move, thinking that God's going to change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a man of his word. He's proving himself every bit true. And we're not trying to, I'm not competing. This, that's what's for me retarded. Think about it. I can't do what you do. You can't do what I do. I'm seeing so many competitive hearts out there. And, and it's usually these people that are in their flesh. It's like, get over yourself. You wouldn't want to carry my cross. And I wouldn't want you to because of the difficulty I've been through. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. But it's just amazing. But God's saying in this season, as we wrap this up today, I want you to get you on with your Friday. I'm no respecter of persons. What I do for one, I do for all. And so his standards pertain and stay the same across the board to all of us. His standards pertain and stay the same across the board to all of us. But we get in trouble. When we think God's just going to overlook our sins because of who we think we are. It's a hypocrisy. And actually it would make God, if he allowed us to do that, it would make God contradict his word. and It would make him out to be a liar, which God will not do. Will not do. So people that choose to stay here or in this position cannot be used in the new move because They would also make God out to be a hypocrite. And God says, 
God is saying, I didn't say, do as I say and not as I do. I'm a, I only say and do what I hear my father speaking and doing God. That's what he's saying. He doesn't want the hypocrisy anymore. When this new place, if you want to enter, you need to make up your mind that you're going to be willing to deal with your heart condition so that the gate might be open to many of you. I told you this was going to be a tough word today. As we enter into Proverbs eleven twenty seven, before we wrap up, I do want to tell you, you know, I don't plan these out. I sit down. I never know what they're going to be about. And um, I sat, I sought the Lord today for about an hour before I the word. And I was just as surprised. I watched them in full as I'm reading and listening to audio Bible. And it's amazing to me. Spot on. It's amazing to me how he just walks us right through this thing. And if we'll do what he says to do, even in the hard times, I get corrected. I get corrected just like y'all. I mean, what makes us think that we're going to get out of it without any type of course correction? If he love us. He will correct us to help us be successful, right? But I'm going to encourage you. Um, if you want to go into your new place, God has to prepare us before we get to the gates of it and enter in. And I'm going to encourage you. It's not a hard thing. It's not a hard thing. I do embarrass anybody. I'll leave you out here. Next to beside him. In your dream, that's where your dreams are at. While we wrap up, we're going to wrap up with Proverbs eleven twenty seven, And it says, whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to the one who searches for it. What he says, whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to the one who seeks that. So it's whichever heart you seek. I mean, you'll get what you, if you seek, you'll find. Remember the Bible says that. Seek God, you'll find him. Seek evil, you'll find that. Draw to yourself things that are like yourself. You're in the flesh. You're going to draw people that are like that. You know, it's interesting. Before I wrap up, um, <laughs> um, I always tell our people, you'll find where you're at in your healing process by the types of people you draw to yourself. And so when I started asking God to shake my tree, hey, Carolyn, when I started asking God to shake my tree because I got tired of it, I told my friends this. God gave me a new round of friends, true friends, who were loving and kind. And he started showing me the type of new environment he wanted to create around me, basically. But it was kingdom-based. And that was a hard application because I had to let go of a lot of people that I had had around me for 25 years. And I took pride in my relationship. I was so loyal. I try to be a loyal friend, very, very loyal friend. Always. It's really important to me. And they didn't understand why God pulled me away. And I didn't fully understand. I just knew God was moving me. And so God created these situations where I had to let go of the relationship. It was very painful. As I've stepped away and I've stepped into the new place, I look back and I see that they were unwilling to change. I wanted to change. I want to be changed. I want to change. Because if you do, 
not everybody can go with you from your old into your new. Do you, do you understand? If you want to stay the same, then go ahead, hang out with everybody, stay stuck, miserable together. I don't want to live my life like joyful. I want to experience the joy of heaven. Hope you do too. I hope you're encouraged today. I'm Dr. Mizzy Hood. I'm glad you joined me on this Friday. We're going to be wrapping up at about 3.17. We got it done early. And I hope you guys go have yourself a great rest of your day. I'm going to go grab some Mexican food. I'm probably going to go work out first, actually. And then I'm going to go enjoy some Mexican food. But until I see you on Tuesday, you guys have yourself a great weekend. And I'll look forward to seeing you then. Bye, guys. See you then.